Welcome to another edition of Making Money with Ron Hebert, the financial coach, retired portfolio manager. I'm Gordon Whitehead. Used to hang my hat in broadcasting. We're going to talk about the engineering industry because it is an industry, Ron. I think, uh, you know, I, I know lots of engineers. I've, I've met many of them over the years, and some of them are really, really bright people. As a taxpayer, <laughs> I sit back and I look at some of the projects that are undertaken in the city in which I live, and I go, who are the engineers that are in charge of this thing? Because, man, they're making a mess of it. That's just a, a comment from me, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, engineering is one sector that uh, Canada has some world-class uh, economies. And frankly, you know, uh, if you take a look at Canada itself, it has some of the best engineering schools that turn out very high-quality graduates. So there's no need to look elsewhere for high-quality, growth-oriented names. And we're going to talk about some of the companies, the individual companies within this sector, Gord, that have done very, very, very well. I mean, the you know, I'm, I'm almost afraid to get into the municipal politics because, you know, I'm not sure how much of the blame for all this uh, literally rests on the doorstep with the engineering companies and how much of it rests on the doorstep with politicians that change their minds all the time and the, the length of time it takes things to get done and the contracting process, who actually gets the job. Uh, All I mean, the permitting that has to go on and the rest oh, of Oh, yeah. I mean, some of this stuff gets lost. I mean, you just look at the LRT, how long it took them to fix uh, the LRT between uh, Grant McEwen and downtown. Uh, where This is in they, Edmonton. Yeah, which is in Edmonton, and they just couldn't get the signaling right, and it took them years to sort it out. And uh, they hadn't gone with a, a, a mainframe, a main company to do this. And so, you know, there's lots of blame to go around, uh, uh, certainly, for that. And it just seems that some municipalities have a lot bigger problems than others because, you know, I mean, you look at some places like, like China, for example, where uh, they, can, they can build a bridge in a, in a month and here it takes uh, four years <laughs> here it takes i mean look at some of the bridges it takes three or four years to do that so you know you've got a, a part of that is a, part of that is political but i certainly know you know there's 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 class organizations in edmonton and we've got a number of them uh pcl for example and which is private but we've also got stantec so you know we have some really uh, world-class companies and so if an individual wants exposure to the engineering sector you do not have to go too far uh, yeah to europe or to the united states or to asia to find quality companies we turn out some very first-class graduates and so uh engineering is one of those places where you know you can buy companies with a made in canada label on them and you're getting some of the best in the world so let's talk about the positives of maybe looking at this sector as an investment where do we start well you know you just have to look at the um where the global economy is going and we're getting more and more people on our planet and we need increasingly sophisticated infrastructure to support them. You know, the population is going above 8 billion people. 
And you know, well, you know, whether you're traveling in Europe or you're traveling in the United States or you're traveling in Asia or, or you know, certainly Africa, no matter where you go, you literally see the lack of infrastructure, the lack of roads, the lack of water, the lack of telecommunication services, the, the lack of pipelines. The, the, there's just so many things that you need an engineering company to uh, design and vet before it ever gets built. And as we get bigger and bigger population and that aging infrastructure uh, becomes under more and more pressure, there's the politics and the political winds are that we have to start fixing this stuff and we have to start building out this stuff. But Ron, we've been hearing that from politicians for uh, the last two decades. Oh, we have to have an infrastructure plan. Nothing ever seems to get done in that regard. <laughs> and that is part of the problem. I know in the U.S. they just uh, they have a $3 trillion infrastructure plan that they just put into effect. So we're starting to, to see that. And in Europe, certainly, um, they're starting to put infrastructure as uh, a main pillar. At the forefront, uh, yeah. Yeah, at the forefront. And certainly in Asia, you know, we're seeing engineering. And these companies we're looking at, you know, they're getting business in Asia, they're winning business in Africa, they're winning business in, in Europe, they're w- winning business uh, across the Pacific and in South America. So these are big, world-class players. So the, the nice thing when you've got a company that is in so many different areas and is involved in, they have their feet in, in so many geographic regions, if one region isn't doing well, often it gets offset another. So uh, many of our Canadian companies have done the smart thing and diversified geographically. So they just find they have a lot more opportunity, and that certainly smooths out their business. I would think, too, that uh, all the talk, for instance, about renewable energy, a lot of engineering going on there, right? Oh, the renewable power, in fact, I think a show I saw two weeks ago, Gord, said that there's more money now and more capital being spent on renewable power than is being spent on drilling for oil and gas and putting in infrastructure to support the transportation and the refining of it. So because it's a new technology, you really need uh, a, a lot of new plants i mean you can't you can't produce energy from a from a refining plant that refines fossil fuels so it's new technology these are new plants being built and of course that requires a lot of engineering to do it and certainly uh as we talked about you know there's a big push right now to revitalize and to rebuild decaying infrastructure and certainly the democrats have uh stroked a big check for a lot of money to to be able to to do that, and of course you have wars. I mean, look at uh, um, Ukraine, yeah, and and how much infrastructure is going to have to rebuild, and how much engineering it's going to take uh, to get that company back up and running again. So you know, there's a lot of things right now that are going on that uh, put the wind at engineering companies' backs. Okay, so those are the positives. Uh, let's talk a little bit about some of the negatives. Well, engineering companies are very cyclical, and uh, they have big moves up and down depending on the state of the economy. Uh, obviously, you know, when the economy is doing well, there's more tax revenue, 
governments can take on more more infrastructure products or projects. Also, when the economy is good and private companies are seeing the money roll in on a regular and predictable basis, they can also afford to commit more of that capital to, to big development projects. And so when the economy's in the tank, they're not doing so. And of course, engineering companies, they suffer directly with, with the, the state of the economy. And of course, the other negative right now is that the engineering companies that are doing well, and there's a two and there's four in Canada we're going to talk about, two are doing well, and two are kind of struggling. And so the ones that are doing well that are growing uh, impressively, they're very highly priced. So you're not getting a bargain buying two of them. Not buy and hold stocks, Ron. These are cyclical, right? These are cyclical stocks. I tend to buy them when the economy is is uh, out of favor and you can buy them cheap. And then when the economy turns around, you get a real good run on these things. I tend to take some profits and wait for the next cycle. Okay, let's talk about the, these examples. Uh, you said Canada has some big competitors in this space. Yes, the uh, first one is Acon Group, which is primarily a North American engineering construction firm. They're not cheap. They're 33 times earnings. But uh, for people looking for yield, uh, the yield is 7.4%. But uh, here again, you're buying this mostly for income because over the last 10 years, the share price gain has been virtually zero. So the stock's gone virtually sideways over the last decade. SNC-Lavalin. Boy, we know that name in Canada, don't we? <laughs> yeah, SNC trades on Toronto. They're seven times earnings, and they're certainly a global engineering firm. Uh, they yield 0.3%, and they've actually declined 30% in the last 10 years. They're what we call a value play. The stock has dropped a lot because they've had a lot of misdemeanors like bribery and they've had bad contracts that cost them dearly that they're trying to get out from under so the this is really a turnaround story so you know anybody buying snc lablin is not buying it for what the company is doing now they're looking at the structural changes the company is making to improve their business structure and uh, with the possibility of where they could be, you know, a uh, business cycle from now, maybe five years down the road. Company that's based in Edmonton, uh, very proudly, Stantec, right? Good one. Yeah. yeah, Stantec has done an amazing job. STN trades on Toronto. They're a global engineering firm, and uh, they've grown by acquisition. So they'll go out and buy smaller companies, and they, we call them bolt-on acquisitions. They don't tend to often be huge, but they, they buy engineering services, and they really broaden their portfolio. So they're not only in oil and gas, they're in, in structural, they're in water, they're in environmental. They've really expanded their footprint. So they're in a lot of different areas. They're 38 times earnings, which is expensive. They have a yield of 1.1%, but the stock has had impressive performance. It's tripled in the last 10 years. Last one is a company I don't know much about, WSP Global. Yeah, and the symbol WSP, they're a, like Stantec, they're a global engineering firm. And you thought Stantec was expensive. At WSP is 42 times earnings. Their yield's 0.9%. So you're not buying a uh, stock like this for the cash flow they generate in the form of a dividend. But they've gone up four times in the last 10 years. So they are truly a classic growth stock. Well, with everything that's going on in the world, as you say, population expansion, a lot of infrastructure being rebuilt, 
Engineering might be an area you should look at, but uh, as we said, this is not necessarily a buy and hold situation. This is one you want to pay attention to what the markets and the economy is doing, correct? Correct. All right. Ron Hebert is the financial coach, retired portfolio manager. If you have a question for him, he's the guy with all the knowledge, folks. I'm just along for the ride here. <laughs> drop us a note. At I don't think so. <laughs> drop us a note at letsmakemoney.ca or through cfcw.com. And we'll be happy to get, or if you have a show suggestion, we're always open to those. Might take us a while to get the, the information stocked up, but we'll get to it. We look forward to hearing from you. Back again next week with another edition of Making Money. The information presented is derived from sources believed to be reliable. This material is presented for information purposes only and does not constitute investment advice. Before acting on any investment information, a person should seek advice from an investment professional. The presenters may or may not hold positions in the securities discussed on this show and will not be responsible for any losses sustained from acting on this information.